0: Welcome back to Nerdvana.
1: Today, we're here with Philip Mitchell and Aiden Bonner as our two hosts. And you may be wondering, what is today's topic? Well, the hit game Overwatch from Blizzard.
0: Now, the game has changed to Overwatch 2, though... I personally prefer Overwatch 1. How about you, Aiden?
1: Now, you see, personally, I I much prefer Overwatch 2 over Overwatch 1, because I feel like the DPS role has a lot more impact in Overwatch 2. Well,
0: personally, I preferred Overwatch 1 due to the fact that, well, I paid for it. Two, I prefer Old Bastion, because I feel like him moving around like that is just a bit too OP. So
1: um Yeah, but it's balanced out by the fact that, you know, Bastion can't hide behind two tanks of shields anymore with a Mercy damage boosting him and just stay in turret form the entire game and one-shot your whole team. Well, I believe a what used to
0: be a 6v6 game, so you had two tanks, two healers, two DPS. That was a little
1: better, made it more fun. Yeah, but how are you supposed to fight a Bastion who's sitting in turret form when he has a Mercy damage boosting him? And an Orisa damage boosting him, and a Baptiste wall, he's gonna shred your entire team. He's gonna shred your tanks, your healers, and your DPS. Because he could stay in turret form forever. There's nothing stopping those turtle, t- turtle playstyles, you know? Right, but you have a few counters to Bastion. You got D.Va. That's true. You, got Genji. you also got Genji. Yeah. And those counters remain relevant even now. And Bastion is in a much healthier spot, because before Bastion, in Overwatch 1 it was very hard to balance because of how turtly his playstyle was. Plus, his self-heal was a little bit ridiculous. I believe what they should have done was remove
0: just the self-heal itself and make him stay stationary. I think that would have been more balanced. Just no self-heal.
1: Yeah, I agree, but they have removed his self-heal. That's what they've done.
0: Yes, but make him
1: stay in the stationary. Why stationary? Because we... Like wh- why, What is your fixation of him being stationary?
0: I believe that's just more Bastion type, because I feel like him turning into a minigun tank was a better ultimate than this, because the current ultimate is not that great, because you don't get, really get many kills out of it, and it's not very viable for your team, because all you're doing is just archery Striking that has a low chance of actually hitting his target. The only time you'll actually hit your target is when the target is A... Busy fighting someone or be pinned. So the best strat to do it now is just to have a junk rat on the team, but not everyone's great at junk rat to put a trap down, plus junk rat's traps aren't always
1: gonna be triggered. Oh, well actually I disagree, because with Zarya or Sigma, Bastion's ultimate becomes very scary because of how long those two ultimates keep you locked down. Or even a Mei ultimate could lead to guaranteed kills of a Bastion ulti. Or if May walls you off properly, there are many comps that um, can include Bastion. But I do agree that Bastion's main issue hasn't really been fixed, in that he's considered a very low skill, high reward character. Understood. But we're we're not here to talk about just Bastion. What do you what do you what do you think has improved? What, what do you think Overwatch One has over Overwatch Two? Why do you like Overwatch One better? Well,
0: the thing about Overwatch 1, it wasn't a battle pass system. It was not like you have to pay money to get skins. You could just true. grind the game, you get loot boxes, you get some really nice skins from those loot boxes. Or if you're a money warrior, you can just buy loot boxes, but I liked the grinding part, not battle passes. Any game that has a battle pass, in my opinion,
1: just doesn't really hit the spot like it used to. No, personally, I don't like battle passes either. And I do agree that the loot box system was much, much better in Overwatch 1. I, I concede to your point there. But you cannot tell me that it wasn't frustrating in Overwatch 1 when you got hit by a Sigma rock into a what? What's her name? Bridget stun into another Bridget stun into, into a Reinhardt earth shatter. And then you got hit by a May of fr- Freeze. Like you couldn't move for 10 seconds and then you instantly died.
0: Now, I will agree that Mei is a very annoying character back in Overwatch 1. And she still is annoying now. Even I just don't like fighting her at all. Even as a tank, I find her as a menace. Even as a DPS, I find her as a menace. And she's very elusive when she brings up that ice wall in a perfect place. I do
1: agree that Mei has been one of those characters who, if they're good, you feel like you really can't do anything against them. Because they'll always have their wall up, they'll always have their iceberg up, or they'll just one shot you out of nowhere. But how about characters like, you know, Torbjorn? How do you feel about the changes to characters like Torbjorn being shifted? You know, or how Hanzo has. Well, Hanzo stayed the same in Overwatch 1, except for the removal of his uh, split arrow, right? His. I forgot the name of it.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what that is either because I don't play Hanzo. Fair I enough. never have. I'm not, I'm not good enough to play Hanzo.
1: Well, what do you think about the balancing state? Because there is a reason that Overwatch 1 was dying. I do feel like a lot of the balance in Overwatch 1 was skewed heavily towards three tank healer comps. Like, you saw a lot of those comps as you got higher up where you'd see oh, things yeah. like, you know, Double Barrier with like Sigma Reinhardt or Sigma Orissa. Oh, yeah. And then you'd see, thing, you'd see things like Sigma Zarya sometimes, Bridget, or even Bridget. Like you might even see like a Bridget, Reinhardt, and Sigma. Sigma was very, very common in Overwatch Oh, one. yeah. Very dominant. I love to play Sigma every time I play tank now. I do feel like Sigma is a tank who has unreasonable amounts of damage. He
0: is pretty long range, too. His medium range is actually... Yeah,
1: his, his medium range for a tank is quite insane. Yeah. I feel like Roadhog has actually come stronger than he was in Overwatch 1. That's true, because because there's no second tank to contend with his damage. It means that it's much easier for Roadhog to hook the priority targets, and before his recent nerfs, I'd, his one-shot combo was unavoidable if he hit the hook. Yeah, that's true. I uh,
0: actually tried it out before they nerfed him, and uh, I would have to say that yes it was a bit too overpowered even now he's still a little too overpowered because he's really hard to kill sometimes even, No,
1: no even, even now they haven't fixed the core issue with Roadhog <laughs> is that tanks aren't supposed to be able to 100-0 you in less than a second right if Roadhog fires a pre-fire shot of his secondary fire and then hooks you and then does the one shot combo you are insta dead still so he hasn't, they actually haven't fixed his main issue that is true what is your main, Aiden? What do I main? Uh, I play DPS mostly, and I main Widowmaker and Ashe, and I play McCree a lot, uh, well. Cassidy. I love to play Pharah.
0: She's always been that one character who is a high risk, high reward. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Some people may say that that's not true, that she's way too easy because of her AoE damage. I agree, she has AoE damage, but it's much better to actually hit the enemy directly with your missiles. So what I do is I just guide the shot and predict their estimated location that they're gonna head to next, and shoot ahead of where they're going.
1: As as a Widowmaker player, and Widowmaker is one of Farah's like main counters. You play Widowmaker, you play Ash. Like I, I play like characters who do counter Farah. I see a lot of Farahs because she's very popular in the current meta. You can definitely see the difference between a very good Farah and a, and a bad Farah. Right, there's a very big difference. Where like it's it's all about the way they position, the way they use their boosters, the way they cycle their shift. Even sometimes when they use their concussive mind to move around. It's a lot it's very easy to just spam and just tap ahead of a very bad Ferra. But when you're fighting a very good Ferra, those shots are almost impossible to make unless you're a much better player than I.
0: Yeah, I tend to like really hit my shots as Ferrer. But uh I can counter Widowmaker, I can counter Ash, but Soldier 76, Six he's a pretty hard to counter because he, he can he, the he can yeah. he can sprint away and just heal himself or he can just beam you out of the sky. Completely just beam you out of the sky. Particularly when he gets his ult up. He can just decimate your entire Yeah, team. with
1: with Farah, with Pharaoh Mercy it's easy for you to counter Widowmaker as long as you move very predict- unpredictably, right? Yep. You can just like boost, use concussive mine and as long as Widowmaker doesn't hit a headshot, she can't kill you especially after her recent nerfs. Yeah. But with, um, with, with Soldier, if he has a, a Mercy also damage boosting him, he'll just cut right through you. Yeah. Or when he activates his ult, and just beams you and Mercy out of the sky. Yeah. I will say, however, I have very big frustrations because Farrah feels very unfair to fight because of how much mobility she has.
0: However, there is one counter to me as a Farrah player it's another DPS. Her name is Echo. She can fly up there and just beam you, and all you can do is hopefully hit your missile shots on her. But she can just buzz around you like a buzzard and just spam you with these laser beams. It's well,
1: you could c- you could argue that Echo is a counter for almost any character because of her ability to copy other characters. But uh, Echo's kit is also very very combo ex- not very combo based. So she's she's a she's a very t- heavy tempo character. You know what I mean? Without oh, yeah. her abilities, she does, like, very little damage compared to other DPSs who can just shoot you to death. Yeah. Echo tends to require her abilities to kill you. Or maybe I'm just bad at Echo and don't hit my shots. Who knows? Yeah, I, well,
0: I first time I played Echo, I got played the game, like, three times. And uh, it was all because I could hit my shots, but also because her when you get up, up close and personal, buzzing around uh, above yeah. someone, you can actually easily hit your shots. And that explosive bubble that she shoots at them, it's very powerful when you get them all to hit at once. That is unless the enemy team has a really good healer, then you're not really gonna do much until those healers are dealt with. But your job is to take care of those healers first and then
1: go for the others. Why don't we guide the conversation away a little bit from the specific champions or characters you can play in Overwatch? What do you think of the state? of Overwatch 1 versus Overwatch 2? Just the state of the game in general. What, what differences, what did you like back in Overwatch 1? What do you what, what do, what do we like more about Overwatch 2?
0: Back in Overwatch 1, when they made that update where you had to choose
1: a specific role
0: to go into battle, that kind of changed a lot. Because as a DPS main, I found it a lot harder to find a match now. That's true. And you needed to either press all and try your luck, But if you press Alt, it's going to be someone else who's probably already picked DPS before you in that match and you get support.
1: Here's the issue, right? The reason that was implemented in the first place in Overwatch 1 was because in Overwatch 1, DPS is outdated, right? They figured out the best comps you can possibly go is three tank, three support. Or even four tank, two and a half support if you count Bridget as a tank right? It's, it's, it's honestly insane how powerful Bridget was and how unbalancing she was because in, in all queue where you could pick whatever characters you wanted, right? You would see comps like that. You would see like, you know, two, two tanks with Bridget and then the DPSs would both be playing like Widowmaker Hanzo and you'd have one support like a Lucio to heal everybody. And it was unbeatable. You'd have Baptiste or Lucio who has like tons of AOE healing and good poke, and those comps were you couldn't fight them because they would ha- um, they would have you know, Sigma they'd have Sigma Ryan or they'd have Sigma Arissa. and back then with Arissa's, you know pole her shield, and her uh, her fortify and her ultimate it was it was impossible to beat those types of comps especially if Baptiste got Amp Matrix up. Suddenly that Arissa who's just poking you is gonna one-shot you with Aunt Matrix. Oh, yeah.
0: What do you think of the recent new um, heroes that have been added to Overwatch?
1: I, I do agree that when a hero is added to Overwatch 1, I felt much more excited for them. Mm, I think that's because they tended to add new heroes not as often. Right? And the heroes they did add, they put a lot of care into how their kits would affect the game. Whereas with, with characters like Kiriko, from the moment of Kiriko's release, she became the rank one support, the best support in the game. She could heal more, cleanse you, she could deal more damage if you hit your headshots. And her Kitsune rush is absolutely ridiculous with some comps, right? Um, and for Sojourn, I mean, do I really have to say anything about Sojourn? She is a DPS who isn't hit scan, but has a hit scan ability that does as much damage as a Widowmaker fully charged shot. Yeah.
0: What the new operators that actually really enjoy playing right now is Ramatra. Ramatra. He's very strong in the current meta right now, particularly when you um, have the Kiriko with you and she uses her ult and you use your ult. You're pretty much super speed and you can just shoot everyone and it's very nearly unstoppable because you're just going really fast and you got your ult and you're doing AoE damage and you're just going up close and personal to the entire support and the backline, and you're just decimating the entire enemy team.
1: Now I don't know if you've played League of Legends, or if any of our viewers here have played League of Legends, but as an average League of Legends player, when I saw Ramatro ult, you know what was the first thing I thought? I thought Swain, because there's a character in League of Legends whose ultimate is literally just Romantra ultimate, or I should say Romantra ultimate is literally their ultimate. It works the exact same way. They gain a bunch of bonus HP, they get super big, they drain the HP of everyone around them, and it lasts forever unless they exit the zone or you die. Yeah. What I, you, know what I find is, you know what I find very interesting about Mount Ultimate? It's how, how much it gets countered by um, shielding, especially Winston.
0: Oh, yeah. My favorite thing to do with anyone who can put up a shield anywhere they like, particularly like Sigma or Ramatra. Every time a uh, Cassidy tries to use his ult, I just put a shield right in his face, and he can't do anything there. It's actually really hilarious, but for the person playing Cassidy, it must feel really bad.
1: I actually really, like, I don't know. I feel like Cassidy's current grenade is much more cancerous than Slashbang was. I agree. Cause flashbang had less range. It didn't auto track you, and it didn't ki- it didn't deal hundred fifty damage. Right. Right. With Cassidy's, if you get a stick, Cassidy's current bomb, you can one shot a tracer or close to it. Yeah, she can also one. Wait, he can also one shot Farah. Yeah. With a bomb. Like, and yeah. a Shot. Yeah. I feel, like, I like I always complain, like how did he throw that bomb at me at that altitude? Yeah. I I really I really feel like. They, they tried to make ca- they tried to get rid of all this CC from the game which makes sense but the, the, the reason that Flashbang was hated was because it was a sign that the Cassidy knew what they were doing, right? It had a very long cooldown, right? It didn't stun you for that long. He needed to be very close to use it, whereas with current Cassidy, he can head dink you, throw a bomb, and roll away and you're dead, basically. If you're a DPS character. Yeah. Or even body shot you and then just throw the bomb and, then run, and run away and you're dead most of the time. It's very, very, very cancerous, I'd, I'd say. Oh, yeah. I feel like
0: Cassidy has become harder to play because I feel like he's harder to aim. Like, back in Overwatch 1, he was much more easier to aim for me. I don't know why. I don't know what changed.
1: That's interesting. I actually, as, as a Cassidy player, I, I feel like with Cassidy nowadays it matters a lot more what your supports do than in old Cassidy old Cassidy you played almost like a Sombra you know what I mean yeah you'd go into the back line you'd throw flashbang stun one of their supports use le- use right click to you know put six bullets in the support's head then dash away and try to go back to your team after killing somebody with, with current Cassidy he plays a lot more as a unit of his team which is a good thing in my opinion but the lack of a flashbang makes, m- makes it a lot harder to duel a tank if they jump onto you, in my opinion. Oh yeah. It's like before, if like, a Roadhog hooks you, you can throw the flashbang as he hooks you, and you can stun him so he can't one-shot you. Now, you get hooked and you get one-shotted.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of Reaper, actually. He's actually a really good soul operator. He can go right behind the enemy lines and just deal a ton of damage to a support. Plus, he does a lot of damage to the tanks. But I think she's balanced because you can counter his ult with a diva or with a Roadhog because you can interrupt his ult. You can even put him to sleep when he's using his ult as an Ana. Uh,
1: Reaper is one of those characters who is really, really good in low yellow, but really, really bad in the higher up you go. Agreed. So what are, so? could you summarize for us, like, what are the things you liked about Overwatch 1?
0: The things I liked about Overwatch 1 was... Definitely the loot boxes and the grind for those loot boxes. Yeah, but that's not actually gameplay. Plus, I'm asking, I think I'm the community like the in back play. then is not as toxic as it is now because I feel like once you make a game free, you have all these people coming in who are age 10 plus. That's and true. And they're just more toxic. And yeah. that's just pretty much every game now that's free. It's just going to be full of toxic players who just enter the game and just want to ruin your fun.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that point. However, I feel like in Overwatch 1, the meta was a lot more cancerous. And it was it, there was much less experimentation. You knew what comps worked. Like the game was figured out, right? We knew what comps worked, we knew what comps were good. And if you didn't play those comps, you lost to those comps. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even even now in Overwatch 2, DPS, it has a much higher and I'm I'm saying this as a DPS main, I'm totally biased for this. But DPS has a much higher impact now than it did in Overwatch 1, right? Yeah. Overwatch 1, what determined the game was tank diff. Overwatch 2, most of the time, is DPS diff. I agree and disagree with that because uh, every time I play tank
0: now and my entire team's dead, most of the time I would end up holding the point myself and wait for my team to get back. Yeah, but, but that's probably because I'm very skillful at keeping myself alive as a tank. Particularly with because he can heal, self-heal, sort of by pressing the shift button and going into a second form.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's exactly the point I'm trying to make, is that two tanks made it so difficult to do anything, right? To win tempo, because if you kill a tank now, in Overwatch 1, and they have a Mercy, you, you can target the tank and make sure that Mercy can't res him, right? Overwatch 2, you kill a tank and they have a Mercy, <laughs> the other tank covers, Mercy reses that tank, you've done nothing. right? Right? and then they still have two tanks and you've wasted abilities on that tank and now they're back at full HP, completely fresh, and they have all their abilities up.
0: Yeah, a lot of mercies now, I see they're always reviving the DPS, sometimes they just straight up ignore the tank. That's probably due to the fact that they have a skill issue or they believe that the DPS is a pro DPS and can actually change the title of battle, which is true for some of the time, but most of the time it's not true.
1: Yeah, I understand where you're coming from here, where like a, lot of them, a lot of the time people tend to hyper-focus on DPS. I do feel like, with the new changes, tank is in a very good spot right now. You, if you're a very good tank and you're better than the enemy tank, you can carry very hard. But it's not like in Overwatch 1, where if you, had, if you were a better tank, you basically just won the game. Agreed. I feel like tank's much less ELO-inflated nowadays. Oh, yeah.
0: Now, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode. Thank you for listening in, and we'll see you next time with a new episode.
1: Next time, we're going to be discussing a bit different of a genre from Overwatch. Well, you'll just have to see. Oh, yeah. This was Nerdvana, Aiden Bonner, and Philip Mitchell signing out. Peace.